Hey, what's up, everybody? As you know, this last weekend we had the fight in Rising. Show she won, did a, had a good fight. So James and I are going to talk about it right now. So check it out. Right on. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. My name is James, and of course, we're joined by Ensign. Ensign, how are you today? Genki desu ka? Super good, man. Super good, man. Doing really good. Great. So obviously, this past weekend, we had Ryzen 31. was a really exciting event, actually. A lot of finishes to fights, and uh, overall, just uh, a, a really fantastic event to watch as a fan. Obviously, you had quite a personal involvement in it, training Suyoshi, who had, was coming off a big victory. But I wanted to sort of take a little bit of a step back because Suyoshi was coming off a loss. Um, and I guess my first question was really just around whether the loss to Shibasai, did that change how Suyoshi sort of perceived the fight and his training leading up to it? Well, the I think the loss to Shibisai... Um... Yeah, I think it uh, gave him a little reality check where he realized that, you know, he has a lot to work on. And it also, you know, it gave him a good check on he's actually pretty good at adapting to situations. So it was overall, um, I always say that uh, a fight isn't a victory or a loss unless you can learn from it. So it's it's not whether your hand gets raised in the ring or not. It's whether or not you can learn and become a better fighter in the ring next time. And he did. So the Shibisai fight was actually a victory. Uh, so a lot of the feedback from critics was that the training in the U.S. seemed to to help him quite a bit in terms of his striking. The, the diversity of training that you uh, carry out with Suyoshi, do you feel... That that's something that you're going to carry on with, with that approach. Do you think for Suyoshi's next fight, he'll continue to sort of travel around? Yeah, I think the him training in the states was super good for him because uh, you know he could uh, he, because he was at extreme. For, first of all, he went to the arena in San Diego. He got a lot of good technique from Barrett Yoshida. They had a lot of good guys where he did most uh, mostly ground in uh, the arena. And he did a lot of jujitsu. So he got a lot of good instruction from Barrett. Uh, learned a lot there. <clears throat> when he went to uh, Extreme Couture in Vegas after the arena, he got to wrestle with real heavyweights. He, he's uh, His training partners were Tim Johnson from Bellator and um, Francis Nungano from the UFC. He also wow. was uh, mixed in also with uh, the likes of uh, Roy Nelson. Um, Kevin Lee. So he had a whole bunch of guys uh, at his weight class to train at Extreme Couture. So I think that really helped him, uh, you know, work with a big guy. Because up until then in, in Japan, I mean, I'm like the biggest guy, but I can't really get good rounds in because I'm so busted up and old. So by him, for him going there, he could, you know, I think the biggest thing for him going to the, um, Extreme Couture was a confidence boost knowing that he could mix with the best in the world. And he knew that, you know, he, he was ready and wouldn't get, in, get surprised by anything that uh, the saint could do to him. 
So, yeah, um, we're definitely going to keep the this type of training. Uh, you know, Extreme Couture. I mean, Arena's like my my family gym. So he's always welcome there. Extreme Couture, you know, Eric Nickstick, he's opened his doors to us. Um, took him in like a family. You know, he he he's treated like one of the teammates. And, you know, he feels like that's his little, you know, his family away from home. So they're definitely going to be like our routine from now. He's going to be going to the arena. He's going to be going to Extreme Couture. And I think he also got a chance to work with the guys from Drysdale. He made friends at Extreme Couture with some of the guys from Drysdale. And he's got a personal relationship with a lot of those guys. Those guys even sent him a message before the fight to go about this COC. So it was, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. The routine we got is perfect. Um, he's just only going to get better if we keep it up. So we're going to plan to do that before, you know, every fight next year. Awesome. Great. And at the beginning of the fight, it you know, straight from the bell, it was fireworks. Is is that what was the game plan? Is that what was expected? Or did that kind of take you off guard a little bit? Well, you know, the the he was planning to run ahead and and then run to a close distance and then start striking yeah mm-hmm. but uh it, it the reason why I start off with most far was I think because Saint was uh actually the guy who came in aggressive from the beginning mm-hmm. so when Siyoshi ran into close distance Saint also ran into close distance yeah so it it kind of I guess it kind of helped trigger the the fight to start off like kind of like with a bang yeah so so yeah, the yeah you know the the plan was to run for it, get distance, and start you know closing distance slowly. Pretend like he was going to run in, but close distance slowly. But when Saint came running in too, as soon as he ran in, Saint closed the distance, and boom, they were right at striking range. So um, yeah, we we wanted to aggress him, but Saint's aggression just uh, made it a lot easier to aggress him, and it made it uh, because. Saint was such a aggressive fighter. It made it like a crazy exciting fight. You know, I always say that to get an exciting fight, you need a you need a fighter that wants it has the balls enough to stand in there and trade with you. Mm-hmm. And Saint definitely did that. So it's like I think it was the most one of the most exciting fights of the whole event. Yeah. Agree. Now it was okay. a really great fight. One of the things that seemed quite obvious in the fight was that Siyoshi's head movement seemed really good. His striking looked really crisp. Did Saint was obviously throwing some pretty wild punches. Did any of them, did many land at all? Or, you know, did he get off clean? Um, yeah, Saint, uh, Saint was throwing some heavy punches. And I think I, I remember clearly a, a, he had a, he got a really nice jab in on Siyoshi. And I think he actually landed a nice right overhand right. And it was good because, uh, you know, Shoshi not having any type of adversity at all would be less learning. But Saint was, uh, gave him enough uh, aggression that he actually landed a nice jab, landed a couple punches and a heavy overright, overhand right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that, you know, Shoshi got hit with it, sucked it up good, kept coming forward. You know, a lot of fighters, if they get hit, they get gun shy. And they start playing more defense, or they, they it kind of turns off a little bit of their aggression. But uh, man, he came forward, and you know there 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 was one time in the middle of the fight where they both exchanged rights, and Saints' uh, right hit his glove, and it it made a 
crazy sound. I mean, it was like, it was an impact like, oh shit, this is heavyweight. You know, it was like, <laughs> you could hear that pop on the glove right when he hit Yoshi's glove. And it was like, whew. when I saw that, you know, it kind of gave me that little, wow. If something lands, this is like, uh, uh, yeah, heavyweights. They, they can it can change the whole fight in one punch. So yeah, that made it even a lot more intense. So yeah, it was uh, you know Saint's movements was very un- awkward too, the way he bent at the waist and moved around. So he made he was a very hard target to hit, and I felt that you know it was a it was a great learning for Siyoshi. I mean. He got a little wild because he got a little excited when he saw Saint wobble like that. But he, as soon as he he started missing, he gained composure, mm. and he aggressed them really smart and really controlled. So he was good. He kind of got excited a little bit, but kept it down, and and aggressed at a real good pace. I mean, that's what that was our game plan. Once the, you know, once co- first contact was made, just keep aggressing, keep moving forward. So it was awesome, man. You know, the whole the whole fight wasn't like. An easy fight mm. it they create a little adversity there was a lot of danger in saints punches so it you know it allowed for him to you know learn a lot it was a super good learning fight and I always say man it doesn't matter if you win or lose it's about win learning in the fight but mm-hmm. this time he was lucky because he got the win and he learned a lot so it was an awesome night for us yeah yeah and he's, he's like you say he looks so composed with his striking that was really what hit me there you know, when he looked like he had quite a bit of success and then maybe Saint would sort of throw back something back, but it didn't stumble him. He came back and he sort of, mm-hmm. you know, like reset what he was doing. It was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, he did real good with that. Yeah. So after the fight, after Suyoshi got the KO, he looked really, really composed. And I always remember that one of the things that you say is that, uh, you know, you can judge how a fighter felt leading up to the fight based on his sort of post-fight reaction. Uh, I'm curious, was was the KO something you guys perhaps expected? Yeah, I mean, like like I always say, you, you can tell how much worry or how much uh, fear or, um, uh, or concern or anxiety there was before the fight by looking at the reaction of the fighter after he wins. And as you can see, Joshua is real, real calm and he, he showed he showed that he was real confident that he was going to win the fight. So, you know, it was, um, uh, we, we expected a knockout. We expected it for him to knock him out. We just didn't know if it was going to be on the feet or if it was going to be on the ground and pound. So we did expect a knockout. So, yeah. So after such a successful night, obviously I'm guessing you were super happy with the performance. Um, but also, how did you guys celebrate? I think I saw on social media you guys went out for some dinner and, and that sort of things. But how's everything been since since the win actually happened? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, after the win, um, we were really happy because, uh, you know, there was a little bit of uh, anxiety because his last fight he lost. So we knew there was always a possibility. Uh, I, as a coach, felt really happy because he showed a lot of composure. Not only because he got the win, but he showed a lot of composure. And, you know, a lot of the combinations that we worked on, he actually uh, was able to, you know, execute it. It was amazing because a lot of the, you know, even the punch he knocked him out with. Mm-hmm. When we were watching, when I was watching the uh, videos on the on the Saint, I, we noticed that he did a lot of movement where 
he stood in one spot and he moved his head around. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I told Siyoshi, we went to, to Purebred Gym and I told Siyoshi that, you know, if he are, if you catch him doing that, don't headhunt because he moves his head a lot. Mm-hmm. So we worked on that. We actually worked on that where the guy's moving his head and Siyoshi will come in with a body and then a hook to the head. So that was a combination, you know, we actually worked on at the gym. So to see him, you know, he was doing it well at the gym when we were sparring. But to see him actually executed in a fight as, as uh, you know, precise as he did, mm-hmm. that, you know, alone as a coach, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's a super good high. So as far as celebrating, we, um, we actually went straight home. We're going to go eat somewhere, but you know, it was, it was, you know, Japan now there, there's a little state of emergency where the restaurants close at eight. So there was really nowhere to go. Uh, we had the, we left nine in the morning to get to the arena and it was, a, it's about an hour and a half away from the house. So the dogs had a long day. So we decided to just go straight home, but we just, we actually had a celebration dinner at a steakhouse last night. And Shoshi is actually trying to cut sweets, but because of the win, we made an exception and he had his uh, all favorite Sunday. He had to got a, um, a chocolate parfait. So it's a chocolate Sunday, hot fudge Sunday. So he was super happy about that. Yeah, but how could you not be? <laughs> yeah. Well, an amazing performance by Suyoshi um, this past Sunday. Um, I think a lot of, his fans, your fans will be curious to know what might be next. Yeah. Well, for sure, as far as training, um, you know, just going all out of state to the United States and stuff, you know, that's great training for him, but the, you know, the quarantine and the, you know, that kind of, you know, he got to pass the COVID test to get back. And is he going to get back in time? If he gets back, how long is the quarantine? The whole, what kind of training can we do when he's in quarantine? You know, all that kind of stuff, you know, we decided that, you know, I mean, he personally doesn't want to travel out of the States for the next fight. So he's going to stay in Japan. We're going to train in Japan. The next fight is uh, right now planned for uh, the year, the year end, uh, December 3rd. I think uh, Rising is going to have a event on the 29th and the 30th of December. Wow. So we're planning for to fight on one of those nights. We have really no idea an opponent. You know, we there was a comedian bobby olagon that's uh mm-hmm. actually went into the ring and announced that he was going to fight in rising so he's a big boy so he's a possible opponent mm-hmm. you know there's another fighter that's been wanting to fight him a lot this this guy shrek mm-hmm. he's a she's like i think he's a black belt jiu-jitsu from bonsai jiu-jitsu so he has super good ground so you know there's there's a lot of options um you know possibly they were talking before about getting bob sap in Oh, so okay. you know there's a lot of uh you know there's a lot of opponents that it could possibly be mm-hmm. you know so we, we we don't know well we're, we're looking either bobby shrek or bob sap mm-hmm. you never know so we're that's what it is we don't know you know your rising doesn't tell us right away when the when his opponent is yeah. <clears throat> like uh they they had us uh thinking uh, about three weeks out before the fight that he's gonna they said uh, they're gonna get shrek the jiu-jitsu guy and so we were ready for shrek getting ready for shrek and all of a sudden boom they said shrek has another commitment so he's not going to be able to fight so it's going to be a military guy i'm like we're like okay (laughs) 
had to adjust to that. So we don't know, man. We it could be one of those three guys, or they could pull out someone else, you know. So because yeah, I yeah. never knew who the saint was before this fight. When as soon as we mm -hmm. got the opponent, I started watching videos. So mm -hmm. you know, we never know. We don't know, but we do plan on fighting on the end of December and the, the year end event. Mm -hmm. Awesome, Ensign. Well, thank you so much for the time. Uh, any parting words before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, um, you know, I, you know, this whole uh, the whole rising event was uh, was a really exciting event. You know, I, I was actually uh, pretty worried about the event because when I looked at the card, it was like you know there were some some names in it, but basically a lot of new names. Mm -hmm. um, not only um, in. Uh, Japan martial arts, but actually in the world, a lot of people wouldn't didn't know many of fighters. So I was kind of worried about, oh man, it's going to be pretty boring up until Siyoshi's fight. You know, Kanehara was a big name, so from mm -hmm. Kanehara, I thought, oh, maybe it's exciting, mm -hmm. and kind of worried about the whole card. You know, but man, the the level and the the fights that made was super exciting. All the yeah. fights were really exciting. Was really high level, and you know, I overall felt that. um Man, I I thought it wasn't going to be a good card, but it turned out to be super good. So yeah, you know, hats off to Rising, and I'm looking forward, really looking forward to the next one. You know, Okinawa, they have a next one in Okinawa. Yeah, they only yeah, have yeah. the main event between Mew and Reina. Yeah, and you know, they don't have many other fights underneath it. And I was kind of like, oh shit, the main event's pretty interesting. But after that, it's like there's nothing that interesting. But you know, after seeing the card that they had in this last Rising. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost pretty certain they're probably going to put a good card. So I'm pretty excited to watch the um, Okinawa event too soon. Yeah, definitely for me. The, it was so cool yeah, seeing so, how the yeah, so parting event. That was a lot of parting words, but hey, parting words is that uh, <laughs> Rising is putting good events. And whether or not the, there's uh, big names or not on the card, I'm pretty sure they're always going to have pretty exciting fights. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I wish you a great time in Hawaii and uh, we will speak to everyone again shortly.